there, and welcome to the Friday edition of Following the Truth. Today is June the 4th. My name is Gary Zimek, and I'm so glad you could stop by and hang out with me for the next 30 minutes. God helps those who help themselves. Have you heard that before? It's a very popular expression. And if you ever if you ever look it up, there are many different theories about who said it first. More often than not, we believe it's said, we hear it quoted from Ben Franklin. But do you believe that? God helps those who help themselves. Now, there, I, I personally believe there is some truth to that statement. And in fact, we're going to talk about that today. But more importantly, I want to talk about the fact that God helps those who can't help themselves. And I'll tell you why I feel this is so important and why this always resonates with me. We'll talk about it on the other side of the prayer. But I want to give you that hope today. This is rooted, my message today is rooted in Psalm 146, which was the responsorial psalm at today's Daily Mass. We'll take a look at that, and then I'll let you know how my thought process worked. And more importantly, I really want to talk about this. God helps those who help themselves. What it means, there is some truth there, but there's there's also some omission And I think it's important for us to recognize that God does indeed help those who can help themselves, which guess what? That's really all of us. But again, I don't want to get ahead of myself. I want to pray right now. So let's, um, and you know, you talk about God helping somebody who can't help himself. That's me right now. Every time I start this show, I always ask the Father, or sometimes we talk to Jesus, but I always ask for that help. That helped for me to deliver the message that I'm supposed to deliver because quite often I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the message is supposed to be. I have a general idea, but I want the Holy Spirit to work in me to deliver that message. So without further ado, let's turn to our Father in prayer, and then we will will officially start the program. So please join me, if you would, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, thank you for being here for us. We know, Father, that wherever you are or wherever we go, you're with us. There's nowhere we can go to escape your providential care, which is a good thing because we know that we are never alone. So, Father, we thank you for loving us so much that you are with us wherever we go. Thank you for your power, because if it wasn't for the fact that you are almighty, then you wouldn't be able to be everywhere then you wouldn't be able to control every situation. But you are almighty. You are all-powerful. And that's why you are God. And we're so grateful to be able to call you Father. Father, we ask you to bless us and our family members and our friends. Please help us with whatever is burdening us today. We all have our own individual needs. We all have things that we need in life. We ask you to supply all of our needs this day, Father. Sometimes we ask you for things that we don't really need, but that we would want. So that's hard for us to tell the difference. So we're going to ask you for what we think we need, and we trust that you will provide for us what it is that we do need. We ask you, Father, to use us as your instruments in the world to spread your kingdom, especially those to those who don't even know about you and who really need to hear your message. Father, we pray for world peace. We pray for all of those who are sick and ask you to heal them. We pray for those who are struggling with any kind of addiction this day. We pray for the homeless, the homebound, 
those in hospitals, nursing homes, or prisons. We pray, Father, for those living in extreme poverty. Father, I pray that you will send your Holy Spirit upon me to wake up inside of me so that I can deliver the message that you have for us this day. I ask, Father, that you open up all of our minds and our hearts so that we might be receptive to your message and be willing to put it into practice. I ask these things, Father, in the, in the name above all names, your Son, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, beverage du jour time. I've got, you know, a lot of times I don't really highlight this. Many years ago, if you are a long-time listener to, to my program, I mean, I'm talking about when I first started it. Honestly, I forget how many years ago it was. I took a break for a few years uh, and resurrected it, uh, I guess, about a year and a half ago. But the point is, I took a break for a while. But before that, I used to do this beverage du jour thing every day. And I got pretty creative with my beverages. Well, I'm going with something that is a little bit more creative than I've had lately. But it's kind of, yeah, you know. But anyway, I'm going to do it nonetheless. Here we go. I'm taking a sip of my beverage. I will give you a hint. It's carbonated. What's the first thing that comes to your mind? That's right. It's a can of Coke. So I got a can of Coke here. Haven't Boy, I have not had Coke in a while. It's one of my favorites. I always enjoy it. Um, so I hope you got a beverage. Hope you got a snack. Hope you're ready to settle in for this program. As I always tell you, there's room at the table for you here. I save a chair for you every day, every Monday through Friday. I want to let you know a couple of things before we move on. Um, Followingthetruth.com is my website. That is where you can sign up if you have not done so yet. You got to do so. Sign up for my Give Up Worry for Good summer online summer group. It begins June the 14th. There is no cost. The only thing you need to, the only cost will be if you want to get the book. So you get your, yourself a copy of Give Up Worry for Good. And beginning on June the 14th, we will go through it every day. And, you know, we're talking a couple of minutes each day. This is not going to be burdensome through my daily email reflection, through this podcast, and also I plan to do some Facebook Live sessions as well. I'm still working out the details for that, but that's it. So everything you need to know can be found at followingthetruth.com. Please let your friends know about this. It's going to be fun. We are going to, for eight weeks in the summer, and again, this is not going to be overly burdensome, which is perfect to do in the summer, we are going to go through the book. I'll be supplementing the material with my message on this podcast and my daily email reflection, and we're, we're going to get through it. And after eight weeks, I can almost guarantee you are going to be worrying less than when you started. Will you be worrying? Will you be not worrying at all? I don't know. But I can guarantee, almost certainly guarantee, it's going to be less. I've gotten a lot of good feedback from people who have gone through this book or have gone through my book, Give Up Worry for Lent. I could tell you that I worry almost just about, it's, it's, when I think about, I'm, <laughs> way to get your words together, Gary. When I think about it, I, I absolutely am so much more peaceful than I ever was in the past. And, and I rarely worry. Yes, I do have fear. Sometimes those fears overtake me, but it doesn't take me long to turn to the Lord and ask for help. And that's when the, 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 the peace 
begins to flood my heart, and that is due to the goodness of the Lord. He gives you his peace. That's the beautiful thing about supernatural peace. So, give up worry for good. The summer session for a, designed for a stress-free summer. You can find out more by going to followingthetruth.com. The main thing to do is to sign up for my email reflection so that I can communicate with you. That's, that's really important. Okay. Now, as we, are, as we were speaking, there was something else I was going to mention, but I already forgot what it was. Um, I, I do know I will be on Catholic Connection on uh, Ave Maria Radio Monday morning at, uh, what is it, 9.40 a.m. Eastern Time. I'll be talking about this whole Give Up Worry for Good program. That's going to be on Monday. And I boy, there was something else I wanted to tell you, and I cannot remember what it was. Oh, the weekly podcast. My weekly podcast, The Gary Zimak Show, is now available. And what we're going to do is take a look at the mass readings from Sunday. This, this podcast, this additional weekly podcast, it drops every Friday. So by the time the Friday edition of Following the Truth airs, the podcast, the weekly podcast is available. You can find that. Easiest way is just go to followingthetruth.com and go to the radio page, but you can also find it wherever you got this podcast. And this week's program is all about very special solemnity that is going to be celebrated this Sunday, the solemnity of the most holy body and blood of Christ, which is more commonly referred to as Corpus Christi. That's this coming Sunday. So check that out if you want to hear some info about the Mass readings for Corpus Christi. Okay, I guess we're ready to get started. So, God helps those who help themselves. It's com- You know, it, I, I like the idea, and here's why. God expects us to use whatever our gifts are, whatever we can do to fix our problems. I mean, if you have a bill to pay, and you have money in the bank, God doesn't want you to pray that the bill can get paid, God wants you to write the check out or pay your bill however you pay your bill. It's, you know, common sense. You're not feeling well. God expects you to go to the doctor. He doesn't expect you to necessarily pray for a healing. I mean, that's fine, but sometimes he'll, God heals through doctors. I, I should word it this way. God does not expect you to sit home and neglect your health and pray for healing if there's something you can do, right? He gives us brains. He gives us common sense. He expects us to do something. That's why I like the expression, God helps those who help themselves. But let me tell you why this is so important to me. And again, if you look this up, if you Google it, most often it is attributed to Benjamin Franklin, but there are others who will say, no, he's not the one who first said it, somebody else said it. Whoever said it, it's it's a very commonly used expression. And early on in my talks, I used to say that. And the reason I said it was because I wanted people to understand that if you can do something to fix your problem, God expects you to do that. He just doesn't want us to depend solely on him. He wants us to use whatever capability we have. And I remember using that expression at one of my talks, and somebody came up to me. And I don't remember if the person mentioned it there, I think they did, or they may have written to me. But nonetheless, they they had an issue with the idea that God helps those who help themselves. And the woman who objected said, no, God helps those who can help themselves. And it really stuck with me. And again, even though I, I look at 
the idea of God helps those who help themselves. There is some truth in that. But there's also a lot of truth in the expression, God helps those who can help themselves. And, and when you really look at it, when you really look at the situation, what can I do on my own? Nothing. Anything that I can do is only because God allows me to do it, right? So ultimately, God helps all of us because we can help our, ourselves. Now, within there, there is that certain uh, number of tasks that he allows us to, to do on our own. You know, if you look back to the feeding of the 5,000, when Jesus was was asked by the his, his disciples to send the people home because we don't have enough food to, to give them, and Jesus said, you, you feed them. And then they make the point that all we have is five loaves and two fish. That's not enough for 5,000 men plus women and children. That's not enough. And what did Jesus do? He didn't say, you're right, let me handle it. He said, give them to me. Give me the five loaves and give me the two fish. And then Jesus miraculously performed, he performed a miracle and he multiplied what was not enough and he made it more than enough. But he involved them in the process. And he tends to do that. A lot of his healings and miracles came about with the participation of those who were benefiting from the miracle. The wedding at Cana. There was no wine. He didn't just magically create the wine. He talked to the servers and he said, you guys fill up these jugs with water. You don't have wine, you have water. Fill them up with water. That's the best you can do. Do that. Do what you can. And then he did the miracle and he created the wine. He transformed the water into wine. So, so there is validity to this that the Lord wants us to do what we can. But even what we can is only possible because of his help. So everything we can do takes place because God is allowing us to do it. But when you look at it, when you look at an expression like God helps those who help themselves and then flip it around and say, well, he, he helps those who can help themselves. That is for us, or at least for me, I think it's a very comforting message because it tells me no matter how hopeless, whatever it is that I'm facing may be or may appear to be to me, to him, it's not hopeless. He can make a way where there's no way. And he's very good at doing that. And I think that is critical for us to remember. It's critical for us to remember that no matter how desperate our situation is, no matter how impossible it looks to us, it's not impossible to God. And I don't know of any message that can be more hopeful than that. So when I was at Mass today, actually it was the responsorial psalm that got me thinking about this message, this whole God helps those who cannot help themselves message. It got me to thinking about that when I heard the responsorial psalm at today's Mass. So why don't we, why don't we take a look at that? Let's take a look at the responsorial psalm from today's Mass, and we'll talk a little bit about it. But the goal here is for you to, to, to regain that hope that you may have lost. You might not be feeling it right now. You might be 
staring at what appears to be darkness in your future. But I want you to know that God can turn it around. Right now, it might look ugly. It might dark. It might look dark. But tomorrow, it might look a lot differently. The trick is, we can't try to assume how God is going to respond. We don't always know how exactly He will answer our prayers. But we do know that He will answer in the best way possible. And I think for us, that's what we need to cling to, okay? So let me take another sip of my Coke, and then let's read this from Mass today. Psalm 146, Praise the Lord, my soul. Praise the Lord, O my soul. I will praise the Lord all my life. I will sing praise to my God while I live. Now, you know, I think that for for us, it's important to praise God. To praise Him. What what does praise do? When you praise your children or you praise your spouse or you praise your employer or you praise somebody who did a good job fixing your appliances in your house or you praise your lawn care service, you brag on them a little bit. You tell others how great they are. You tell them, boy, I really think you're great. That's what we do when we praise God. Praise the Lord, O my soul. I will praise you all my life, Father. I will sing praise to my God while I live. We have seen so many things that he's done in our lives and and throughout history that he is definitely worthy of our praise, even if you don't happen to feel like it at the moment. There's a lot of times that we don't feel like praising God. Maybe we're, we're down. Maybe we're feeling hopeless. Maybe we're feeling discouraged. But you can still make the decision to praise him anyway. That's one of the reasons I like the Psalms. Because even though I don't feel that praise at the moment, I can open the book of Psalms and let that praise flow through me using the words which were inspired by the Holy Spirit. So in a sense, I'm letting the Holy Spirit pray through me. Listen to this. The Lord keeps faith forever, secures justice for the oppressed, gives food to the hungry. The Lord sets captives free. I love the line about giving food to the hungry. It's not even necessarily bodily food, physical food that we use to, uh, to, to nourish our bodies. What about the Eucharist? You know, we celebrate this Sunday the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus available to us in the Holy Eucharist. Food to the hungry. I am certainly hungry for more of Jesus, aren't you? And that, that loneliness you may feel, that desperation you may feel, that feeling of hopelessness, that can be cured by more Jesus. And I think all of us could stand more Jesus, and he gives us himself to us in the Eucharist. The Lord gives sight to the blind. The Lord raises up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the just. The Lord protects strangers. The Lord raises up those who are bowed down. The Lord gives sight to the blind. The Lord helps, right? those who cannot help themselves. The blind, they can't fix their eyesight. Those who are bowed down, you cannot fix yourself. And, and these, are, these are positions of helplessness, those who can't help themselves. That's you and me. You know, I can't love that person because they drive me crazy. I can't love sacrificially like Jesus loves. Well, that's why he gives us the Holy Spirit. Through the combination of the Holy Spirit and the sacraments, 
we're able to do things far beyond our our humanly powers. That's because of what Jesus does in us. The Lord helps those who can help themselves. The fatherless and the widow he sustains. See, these are people who are completely helpless. They're dependent. They, they're unable to provide for their needs. And essentially, look, you and I, we can't get to heaven except by the grace that the Lord gives us. There is no way on our own that any of us have merited anything except hell because of original sin and because all of the sins that we've piled up on top of Adam's original sin. We don't deserve heaven. But in his mercy, God sent his son into the world to suffer and die on the cross to redeem us and enable us to live with him forever in heaven and furthermore, to glorify us and to incorporate us into his very being, the very being of Jesus. When we're baptized, we become members of the church. We become members of the body of Christ. We become assumed into Jesus. I mean, it's such an incredible concept. It's hard to understand. Or I should say it's hard to comprehend. It's easy to understand. We become one with Christ. And we're transformed. We are created anew. We're born again. It's amazing. But the way of the wicked, he thwarts. If you're going to try to get through this life on your own without the help of God, if you're going to do what you want instead of doing his will, well then, you're not going to make it to heaven. And I don't like to talk like this, but it's, it's, it's what I got to tell you. It's a realistic and truthful message. Without the help of the Lord, without doing it His way, without doing His will. And that doesn't mean you can't mess up. Yes, we can mess up. We all mess up. But that's where we have to seek forgiveness and, again, ask for that help in order to become holy, to do His will. But He'll give it to us. He'll give it to us. All we need to do is ask for that help. Incredible, isn't it? The Lord shall reign forever, your God, O Zion, through all generations. This is the thing we need to remember, too. The Lord God is going to reign until the end of time. And even beyond the end of time. He will reign forever. We don't have to fully be able to comprehend that. Because it's just about impossible for us to comprehend infinity. But we can, through faith, understand it as a fact. The Lord's not going anywhere. The Lord is in charge. The Lord is the boss. He's God. And He is in control of the entire universe, which includes any problem that we're going to face today. The secret, here's the secret, is to ask him for help. Whatever you need today, ask for help. And even when you don't think you need him, you know, we could get a little too self-sufficient at times. Every one of us can do it. It's easy for me every day, and I've done it more times than I would care to admit, to just sit down and begin writing without remembering to ask the Holy Spirit to inspire everything I write. 
I now remember to always say it in the morning, but then sometimes I'll say it again before I begin to write or before I begin to do the show. That's why you always hear me pray at the start of the show, asking for the Lord to guide my words. I do not want this to be my message. You deserve better, and God deserves better. If I can ask for help, I mean, if I wasn't able to ask for help, that's one thing. Then I am doing my best, no matter how poor of a job I do. But if I can ask the Holy Spirit to speak through me, if I can invite the Holy Spirit to work in me so that God can deliver his message through me, I would be, I would be, it would be doing you a real disservice and God a disservice to not even ask. That's the thing. We need to ask for help. And he's going to give us that help. So yes, God helps those who cannot help themselves. But that also means, that also means that he expects us to do what we can with the gifts that he has given us. But God helps those who cannot help themselves. That should give us hope, don't you think? All right, listen, it was fantastic spending the week with you. I look forward to joining you again on Monday, God willing, on Following the Truth. Don't forget, in the meantime, if you want to check out my weekly podcast, The Gary Zimak Show, that, is, that should be available now. And this week, it is a reflection on Sunday's Mass readings, which are all about the, the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, Corpus Christi. What an incredible gift. You know, I mean... The month of June is an amazing month when it comes to our faith. June is dedicated to the sacred heart of Jesus. Jesus Christ, who is God, he cared so much about you and me. I mean, this is just unbelievable that he came into our world, even though we didn't deserve it, to draw us back to the Father and to make it possible to not just live with him in in union with him in this life, but he wants to live with us forever, forever which means it just won't go away. Even if I can't fully understand that, that sounds really good to me. Um, So so this week we celebrate the fact that he gives himself to us, body, blood, soul, and divinity. All of him is available to us. What a great gift. That's what we're going to be talking about on the weekly podcast. And again, if you have questions, even over the weekend, please email me at gary at followingthetruth.com. I greatly appreciate that. And don't forget to go to followingthetruth.com to sign up for our Give Up Worry for Good summer program, which begins in a little over a week. So you still have some time to do it. And hey, summer's going to be tough. So if you're able to help me support, if able to help support my ministry, I would greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate it if you could make a donation at followingthetruth.com. You can either become a monthly sponsor or make a one-time donation, whatever works for you, okay? I would really, really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Followingthetruth.com is the place to go. And again, I hope you have a wonderful weekend. I look forward to joining you again next week. God bless you. Bye-bye.